the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Rosenthal Wealth Management. Larry Rosenthal is a registered representative offering securities and advisory services through Satera Advisor Networks, LLC, a broker, dealer, and registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC. Satera is under separate ownership from Rosenthal Wealth Management Group. Rosenthal Wealth Management Group is located at 9265 Corporate Circle in Manassas, Virginia, and can be reached at 703-330-3100. Chris McKay is not affiliated with Satera Advisor Networks, LLC, nor Rosenthal Wealth Management Group. Bob Jones is an employee of Rosenthal Wealth Management Group and affiliated with Satira. It's time now for Making Money Sense, live with Larry Rosenthal. Larry is recognized as one of the nation's leading financial and retirement planners and is here to answer your questions right now. Author, speaker, and talk show host Larry Rosenthal is dedicated to teaching others financial stewardship from a biblical point of view. Call Larry now. Studio lines are open at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Making Money Sense is on the air. Yes, sir. How about that? We are back for another week of excitement with Larry Rosenthal himself live here in studio on the Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Chris. And how are you today? Well, (laughs) that's a loaded question, but I think I'm doing okay. Fingers crossed. That's that's good to hear that you're doing okay. Definitely. Definitely. You're looking good. Well, you know, feeling good there, Morton. Good, <laughs> How's that good. from a movie, huh? <laughs> there you go. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal. I'd like to continue to welcome our longtime listeners on WAVA in the D.C. Baltimore area, channel 105.1 FM, as well as our longtime listeners now on Sirius XM, channel 131, Family Talk Nationwide, border to border, coast to coast, and Chris, as you like to say, see the shining sea, right? I always get uh, my tongue tied on that one. But Amen. anyway, I pulled it off today there, so good good deal. Hey, well, you know, obviously our, our hearts still go out to everyone out there in, in Eastern Europe with with the war going on in Ukraine and things, and we just pray for a very quick resolution to this and, and the stoppage of all this uh, carnage and things. And so hopefully we'll, we'll see that coming soon uh, as far as it all stops. <clears throat> so what's going on this week in the markets? What's going on this week in the economy? Uh, You know, uh, again, we're facing two fronts, the uncertainty about economic conditions as a result of the war in Ukraine and the uh, interest rates or or, excuse me, the uh, inflation here domestically. And that's going to happen around the globe as well. So what is going on right now? This past Thursday, we had a big, big event. And uh, that was the inflation number that came out Thursday morning at 8.30. It came out at 7.9%, which was right in line with what expectations were. So it wasn't a disaster number. 
but we're seeing inflation continue to climb a little bit. And estimates are that it looks like it's going to end up peaking somewhere around May or June this year and then probably trend sideways or plateau for a couple of months and then start to subside down towards the end of the year, uh, second half of the year, middle of the third quarter, fourth quarter, things like that. Once that happens, the, the market should actually embrace that from the standpoint of the Fed would then be able to see a light at the end of the tunnel and and know that they're not going to continue to raise and tighten and have a hawkish view in perpetuity. Most people are expecting somewhere around four, five, six different rate hikes this year. Um, you know, and, and we'll just have to wait and see what the Fed does. A lot of that's going to uh, uh, depend on what happens if there's economic issues out of Ukraine and things like that. So this is the Fed week, you know, uh, March 15th and 16th. They're going to be talking. They're going to make their uh, interest rate announcements, and we'll see what they have to say going forward. You know, when when the Fed speaks, everybody listens. Don't right. fight the Fed on Wall Street, that's for sure. Heard that before somewhere in the Yep, so this week the market's all about, you know, headline trading again with stuff out of Ukraine and then and then what the Fed's going to say this this coming week, you know, so – um, it's all baked in as far as rate hikes go, so there shouldn't be any surprises unless the Fed throws us a curveball, and I'm not too sure that they're going to do that. So, you know, we'll stop and we'll wait and we'll see. There's a lot of talk now about recession. There's a lot of talk about different things like stagflation, stagnation, uh, all different stuff. We're going to break that down here this morning for you and really get a good look at it and, and so that you can understand what, what's going on. So, hey, you can also uh, check us out. Uh, go to our website, LarryRosenthal.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter. Uh, we, well, actually, sign up for a monthly newsletter. It's free. We send out educational information once a month. But we also uh, send out <clears throat> weekly market commentary. We've got a lot of positive feedback over the years on this, this uh, since we've been doing it. This weekly market commentary uh, goes right to your inbox, and it just sort of summarizes what's happening in the week. And sometimes it sort of takes a look down the road and around the corner a little bit as to some of the expectations that, that, that will be coming up. Uh, but, you know, as far as all that goes, this coming week, it's all about the Fed and what their, what their language is going to be around this rate hike going forward. And so we'll have to see what, 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 what the, how the markets react with it all. Uh, but they should react uh, if it's, again, if it's all baked in, if, if the Fed doesn't give us any surprises, it should be uh, okay. It should just be this event will then be behind us and Wall Street wants more clarity of direction. That's what Wall Street doesn't like is the uncertainty, and we got uncertainty in Ukraine. we got uncertainty with inflation, and hopefully the Fed gives us a, a clear vision on that. So, so breaking this down, where are we? How does this look in, in the economy, the markets, and things like that? You know, there's, there's four different scenarios that, that we've seen uh, that, that, that we are looking at. Uh, as far as our base case, and our base case is not a recession at this point, okay? Uh, we think that Ukraine, I'm sorry, we think that Russia um, will definitely go into a recession and possibly parts of Europe, but that's still to be determined. Uh, the U.S. is a little insulated from that right now, and, and uh, we don't see that as our base case this year anyway. What we see is four different scenarios. The best case scenario is low growth with low, I'm sorry, it was high growth with low inflation. And that's the way the economy has been acting the last three, you know, last probably five, six, seven years or so. We've had, we've had good growth and we've had low inflation. Now, the last three or four years, we've had accelerated growth and low inflation. That's like the sweet spot in the economy. And so that's what we've been having for, for a period of time now. 
Now we're moving into sort of higher uh, inflation with with high growth, and we're starting to see growth slow, which actually then moves us into something called stagflation. Stagflation is when you have a lower growth environment with higher inflation. What does that mean? What what has to transpire for the economy to get righted again, for the markets to get, you know, sort of moving north instead of south again? What What is the scenario there? And the scenario is this, is, is when you take a look at corporate earnings, which is, you know, the basic fundamental reason why people buy stock to begin with is based off the future anticipation of corporate earnings. You know, you got company A, Chris, who's doing great, and company B says, eh, things aren't so good. Which stock do you want to buy? Obviously, you want to buy company A, right? And so looking at the projection over the next three quarters of corporate earnings, they're going north. Corporate earnings are going up. Now, you hear in the financial press and on the business shows and things like that and, and on radio shows like this that we're going to see corporate earnings start to slow down a little bit. And here's sort of the domino effect of what we're seeing. With energy prices rising the way they have because of the uncertainty in Ukraine and because of some fiscal uh, legislation here, we're seeing energy prices rise because we have a huge demand right now and and not enough supply and that's what's going on so that's the true textbook definition of inflation so everything touches energy any types of goods or services that are being transported you know uh, across the country it's touching energy without a doubt <clears throat> and so energy prices rising makes it more painful at the pump in the grocery store right and so what we're seeing now is the fed has to come to the table and has to raise interest rates to slow down the economy but one of the things that's helping the Fed slow down the economy actually is the rise in, in energy prices. Because as we continue to see the rise in energy prices, there's more pain at the pump, right? And so that creates what's called demand destruction. In other words, people will start spending less money because they're putting it on their gas tank, right? And so that's going to start to slow down the economy a little bit. And then the Fed raises interest rates, but not as aggressively now because energy prices are so high. It should start to, to, to work together in unison and pull in the same direction of slowing down the economy. Hence, that moves into what's going to happen with corporate earnings. Corporate earnings are still going to be positive at this point, but they're not going to be as great as if we didn't have inflation. So they're still going to be doing well. We still expect, you know, corporate earnings came out two quarters ago, very, very high, set all kinds of records. And we've been anticipating that in 22, 23, and 24, they're going to start to come back down to sort of normalcy after the reopening from co of the economy from COVID-19. So things are on, on track. We just need clarity of direction as far as all that goes. So that's kind of what's going on in the markets. We got into the weeds there a little bit. I apologize, but, you know, I've got this big chart in front of me. I <laughs> want to try and explain it to everybody. Uh, I did a webinar yesterday. It's a good one. Yep, yep, and we're going to be doing these, so stay tuned. If if you uh, go to our website, LarryRosenthal.com, and sign up for our newsletters, then, then uh, you'll get on this list. And I've been doing, ever since the war in Ukraine started, I've been doing webinars uh, every other week or so or every 10 days, whatever it is, just to bring people up to date. And I'm, I do them live, and there's, there's Q&A involved with them and stuff like that. So if you want to get on that list or, or just, you know, um, we, we just pop on and we'll do one. We're probably going to try and do every other Thursday at this particular point going forward there. I don't want to do them too often, but, you you know, periodically we'll, we'll, we'll continue to do that. So bottom line is this. We need to stay diversified in our investments, 
and stay true to your mission. One of the things that that <clears throat> that you don't hear on the business channels or in print media and things like this too often uh, is is you know Wall Street's all about buy sell buy sell buy sell buy sell trade move do this and that and move all around and things. You, you've got to understand what you're in competition with, and that's what I want to do today is sort of break down what's important to you about money and how it relates to your financial plan and whether or not you're getting the value out of money for your life with your relationships. That's what we're going to talk about today. So we're going to be talking a lot about that. Um, yeah, and, and by the way, it's open mic Saturday, so you know what that means. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123 with any of your financial planning, investment, taxes, mortgage, real estate, estate planning, questions at all, your 401K, the government TSP. Give us a call with the market questions. What do you think the Fed's going to do? It's open mic Saturday. Give us a ring with any questions at all relating to the market the economy, your financial planning, 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. You're listening to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal. We'll be back in a moment. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. are still too many countries that give little or no assistance to disabled children. In third world nations, these children could be left alone while parents try to eke out a living. About 10 years ago, residents of Prince William and Fauquier counties in Virginia formed Children with Disabilities Fund International. It focuses on the needs of disabled children. CDFI's current work in Jamaica and Kenya supports about 300 disabled children and their families. For some of these children, they're getting the care they need for the first time in their lives. CDFI recently began an individual child sponsorship program in an effort to better meet the needs of these disabled children. To choose your child to sponsor, go to thecdfi.org. That's thecdfi.org. Your gift will help transform not only a disabled child's life, but the lives of their parents and of the surrounding community. Go to thecdfi.org. Make a difference. Go to thecdfi.org. Now nationwide and coast-to-coast from sea to shining sea, call now, 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. Live from the nation's capital, this is the Larry Rosenthal Show. Welcome back to the Larry Rosenthal Show. If you'd like to dial in, 855-767-3123 to talk to our financial and retirement expert here in studio today, Larry Rosenthal, as he is every Saturday morning. And again, it's Open Mic Saturday. We'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to watch us on TV, it's LarryRosenthal.tv, and you'll find us there on YouTube. You can watch Larry and just sort of tolerate the rest of us, I guess. (laughs) That's pretty good, Chris. Sure, there you go. It is fun on the YouTube, LarryRosenthal.tv. It is a lot of fun. I got all these cameras and stuff. But anyway... um, 
So, you know, getting back to the markets and things and, and, and what we're seeing in the financial press, you know, you, you do hear um, people talking about, if you listen, the, the, the wise ones are talking about, you know, stay in, keep true to your, your, your programs, you know, your, your investment strategies and things like that. Once we get clarity of direction on a couple of things, the market should come back pretty strong probably. And, and <clears throat> there's all kinds of numbers out there. I'm looking at a chart here in front of me from, from January of 2002 through December 31st of 2021, those 20 years. The S&P did 9.52%. Did if you had just stayed fully invested and worked your way through all the issues, just, you know, Rip Ram Vinkle, just took a nap and woke up 20 years later, you got 9.52%. But during that 20-year period of time, if you were out of the market for just 10 days, just the best 10 days of the market, you'd have had a return of 5.33%. And if you missed the best 20 days, it's 2.63. The point there is staying invested. And seven of the best 10 days occur within two weeks of the 10 worst days. That shows the history of this stuff. You know, the second worst day in 2020, March 12th, was followed immediately by the best best entire day of the year in the snapback. So, so you know, the, that's the point is, is your portfolio should be able to withstand this. And one of the key things that, that we have to look at here, I don't want to talk to two different segments of, 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 the, of uh, the investors today. Let's talk, let's talk first to the, to the younger investors, the investors that have many, many years to go, you know, 7, 10, 15 years to go before they get close to needing their money back. <clears throat> Now's the time to be buying. Now's the time to be buying as, as uh, quality companies as you can, asset classes that you like, uh, you know, going forward, you know, these, these things are on sale right now. And the markets have always come back 100% of the time to new highs. Um, you know, every single time we've had market pullbacks, whether it's a recession or correction, a, a, a pullback, a trimming, a bear market, whatever it may be, it's always done that. So, so now's the time I get these questions a lot is, hey, should I stop investing right now? Because, you know, the money I put in last month, it's lower right now than what I bought it for. What should I do? And the answer is keep buying it because you're getting more and more shares cheaper. And that's one of the secrets is the acquisition of shares. You want to get as many shares as you possibly can. And when you put that dollar in today, you're getting more shares. So, so continue to do that. And the good news is if you're putting money into your 401K plans or the government TSP or any type of retirement program that you have, you're able to um, uh, uh, do that dollar cost averaging automatically throughout the, the every time you put money in. And then as far as people that are in retirement years now, your portfolios need to be thought of in such a way where you still have money for growth for down the road. Let's say you're 65 years old today. You still need money when you're 75, 85, and 95, right? So you still need to have that money growing for you at some point down the road. But yet at the same time, you still need to have a couple of your investments inside your portfolio that are sort of benign, sort of not really that volatile, but they're the ones that are delivering you the income today. So that's how it needs to be broken out a little bit as far as all that goes. So be thinking about that. You know, if you want to get a look at, at what you're, what's inside your portfolio, taking a look at your risk, give us a ring, 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. So, you know, Second Corinthians verse chapter 12, 9 through 10 says, and he has said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for the power is perfected in weakness. Therefore, I will contend with the weaknesses, 
with insults, with distresses, with persecutions, with difficulties for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. It's Paul talking in, uh, to the Corinthians there. You know, just think about that. Always standing for the Lord, right, in, in everything that we do. And in John 3.17, it says, But whoever has world's goods has the world's goods and sees his brother in need and closes his heart against him. How does the love of God abide in him? You know, remember, we still want to be fruitful. We still want to be giving, uh, especially in times like this, if somebody needs, you know, needs some help and stuff. Reminds so, you a little bit of the Good Samaritan, doesn't it? Yeah. It sure does. Yeah. And so that brings me to my next, my next segment here. What I want to talk about is the hard question. I want to ask the hard question to everybody today, and, and that question is this, is what's important to you about money? So stop and think about it for a second. What's important to you about money? And a lot of people will say, well, it gives me the ability to retire or put kids through college or pay my bills. Well, what's important to you about those things, about college, about paying your bills? What's important to you about retirement? You know, what's the purpose of money in your life? And here's where it gets a little deep. Here's where, here's where the, the real tough question becomes. Does money manage you or are you managing your money? Hmm. Okay, and think about this for a second. You know, there's, there's uh, a, a lot of desires to have more money. Everybody has that desire, right? You know, I mean, just, just think about that. But, but are you managing your money or is it managing you? Is, is money getting in the way of your relationship with the Lord or is it getting in the way, possibly, with your relationships with other people? Yeah, one of the biggest conflicts you hear about is uh, husbands and wives fighting over money. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And in times like this, when we have market uncertainty, when we have economic questions, economic uncertainty, you know, these types of questions come to the kitchen table. <clears throat> and we need to drill down on these questions. And there's a, there's a way to solve this, and I'm, I'm going to get there for you in just a second. How do we put money into its proper place, you know, and have it work for you in the way that it should work for you? Do you have a plan for this? Do you have a financial plan? And that's the deal right here. You know, you, you, you look at your statements right now, and yes, they're down from the December statement. Mine's down. Everybody's is down. I get it. I understand that, right? But how does your financial plan look? Does the graph in your financial plan still go north? Does it show you that your plan is still working, still functioning, still enabling you to say, hey, you know what? We're still going to make it to and through retirement years. We're still going to be able to put the kids through college. That's the importance of a financial plan. How do you go about building the financial plan? Okay. So, so the first thing that one has to do is you sort of have to gather up your information, right? Gather up all your information. And get to know yourself a little bit. Do an inventory of your assets, your liabilities, your cash flow, your tax scenario. Get to know yourself a little bit from the standpoint of going, you know what, I don't understand this stuff, or I really understand it, but I don't like it. Um, I try to just sort of push it back and ignore it. You know, if, if, if a lot of times people just ignore how their money's doing because they don't like it or they don't understand it or they just don't want to deal with it. It's too stressful. Um, so get with a financial advisor. You know, use us. Use someone else. Um, you know, get sit down and interview a financial advisor. Get to know them, him or her. Ask them the questions. You know, give them your information. Establish your goals and objectives is the second part of this. What are your goals? What are your, what's your time frame? 
When do you want to retire? What does college look like? Do you want that ski condo in Vermont? You know, how many times are you going to buy a new car between now and when you go to heaven, right? You know, you're 60 years old. You're probably going to end up with three new cars, right, or three new used cars between now and when you're when you're done driving, right? So it just depends on how long you keep those car, those automobiles and stuff. So put all of that stuff into your financial plan. Look at the goals and objectives. Hey, and by the way, if you want to get get the, the, the basis of a financial plan, we'll send you out our toolkit. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. We'll be happy to send you out our financial planning toolkit. We have sent out thousands of these over the years, and this really gives you the ability to start building your own financial plan. Um, you know, we've, we, we've talked about two components of the financial plan today. Gather up your information, take a look at your assets, your liabilities. And when you're doing that, when you're, the next part is establishing your goals. Here's some questions that you should be asking yourself when you're establishing the goals that you want to do. You know, what strengths do you possess that you see are going to enhance your ability to accomplish these goals you're writing down, right? You know, what are the weaknesses? What are the uh, speed bumps in your path that are going to prohibit you or, or, or make it harder for you to accomplish these goals? These are the things that, that you have to ask yourself and, and, and work with your advisor on, uh, you know, to, to figure out how do we get around these speed bumps? How do we put you in the best position for strength for down the road when you have college funding or you want to go on those vacations or you need to get those cars or you want to retire and things like that. So, hey, this is the bottom of the hour here. I see we've got to take a quick break here. Let's open up the phone lines here again. Let's uh, give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. If you have questions on financial planning, estate planning, what's going on in the markets, the economy, Roth conversions, whatever it may be today, give us a ring, 855-ROSE-123, 855-767-3123. You're listening to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal. We'll be back in a moment. Listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855 Rose 123. That's 855 767 3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. another money minute with larry rosenthal so many different ways to invest money lump sum deposits buy and hold market timing how about dollar cost averaging put the same amount of money into the same investment at every interval whether it's monthly quarterly annually whatever it may be this gives you the greatest opportunity to get the average price over the long term of the investment because one of the secrets to creating wealth is the acquisition of shares you want to keep buying more and more shares over time on the flip side, when you're in your retirement years and you want to distribute dollars to yourself for income, do the same thing in reverse. Dollar cost average out during your retirement years.
you've seen and heard him on Fox Business, CNBC, and The Wall Street Journal. Larry Rosenthal is here right now to take your calls at 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. This is The Larry Rosenthal Show. Dial us up at 855-767-3123. We've got some lines available for you if you'd like to call in and talk to Larry. Again, 855-767-3123. 855-ROSE-123. Larry. Sure, Chris. And going around the, the, the stages here the, of, of uh, building a financial plan, a properly structured financial plan, the next thing is, is to, after you gather your information, establish your goals, then you want to analyze your total financial situation. You know, what does it look like? Ask the question, if I keep doing what I've been doing, where will I be down the road? How does that look like? And one of the blind spots in this part of the conversation of building a financial plan is a lot of people don't take into account practicing living on their retirement income. In other words, they just they, – they, they, it's, it's, it's a mistake that people make oftentimes, which is – they say, okay, we're going to move into retirement, and our, our expenses are X each month. But then they get into retirement, and they realize sometimes their income is actually lower than what is their pre-retirement income. So you need to practice on living, uh, you know, give it a try, six months, living on what you est- estimate as to be your um, uh, retirement income. Better yet, put it into a financial plan. That way you don't have to practice and, and, and do things like that. But, you know, in, in a financial plan, you can say, here's our income today, and then when we get down the road to retirement, here's where our income needs, here's what our income is going to drop to, how is it going to work with our expenses and our lifestyle and things of that nature. So, so then the next, next part of this is to develop a financial plan, develop your own personal financial plan to – to take a look at it all and then look at all of the different choices and, and scenarios that you can put in there. Well, what happens if I sell my home? You know, what happens if I want to retire and move somewhere else? There's all kinds of scenarios. When we build financial plans for people, we have tons and tons of different scenarios inside of the plan for people to really take a good look at, you know, on different things that they want to do in their retirement years with lifestyle stuff. But if you want to get a copy of our toolkit, give us a ring, 855-ROSE-123. We'd be happy to send it out to you. That'll get you sort of started on the financial planning process. You can also go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com, and check it out right there. Our process is right on the webpage right there. It shows you how all the things that you need to do to be doing that. And then one of the most overlooked pieces of a financial plan is the monitoring of the plan. You know, I've oftentimes seen seen people come in and say, hey, you know, Larry, give us, give us a look, take a look at what we're doing. And they say, we've got this financial plan, and, and they, you know, it might have been built in 2016 or something like that, 2017. And there's never been updated. There's never been changes to it and things like that. And, it's, you know, you, you should be, when you're working with the advisor, you should be watching that financial plan or the advisor should be watching that financial plan. Um, again, if you go to our website, LarryRosenthal.com, you'll see a, a video on the front page of what a properly structured financial plan looks like. And, and in times like this, you've got to go back and look at your plan. You've got to go back when, you're, when your accounts have pulled back a little bit and make sure that your plan is still on pace to accomplish your goals. 
that's the purpose of the plan is to do that. In times when it's good, everybody's happy, and you know. You, but uh, in times when when the markets are under a little bit of pressure, like now, that's when you go back and you take a good solid look at the overall financial plan as far as that goes. I did get a question this week um, um, during our webinar on Roth conversions. And now is a good time to take a look to consider doing a Roth conversion. And the idea here is, you know, if if the market's high, let's say last last you know last year at the end of last year, the market was obviously higher. And and if you were going to convert, let's say thirty thousand dollars out of your traditional IRA, you still have to pay taxes on it, right? But now if you convert $30,000 out of your traditional IRA over to Roth, you still have to pay taxes on the thirty grand. but you're moving it over to the tax-free side when the prices of things are so low, when the market will actually start to come back at some point down the road, whether it's three weeks, three days, three months, nobody knows. But eventually the markets will come back over time, and now you're going to be getting that growth, that compound growth in a tax-free Roth. So that's that's uh, something to really consider. If you have traditional money and uh, money in traditional pre-tax IRA, now's really a good time to sit down and take a good solid look at making those conversions. Hey, let's welcome uh, Latria online from Iowa. Good morning, Latria. How are you? Hi, it's Lucretia. <laughs> Lucretia. Sorry about that. Bob's got all yeah. kinds of spelling here all over the screen for me. Sorry about that. How are you today? How can I help you? No, I'm good. Um, so. I had been investing, I started investing in the Acorns app for a couple of years now. Um, and when, I, I mean, like I put $25 in there every week and each one of the things I have, I don't know what I have and I'm driving and I just merger, you know, show on serious. But when I looked at a statement that I they had in the app, it said I only made $15 over the last two years. Should I continue, or should I take it out and put it somewhere else? Well, over the last two years, uh, the market, other than the last couple of months, has been doing very, very well. So the first thing that I would do, Lucretia, is I would say, let's take a look at what's inside your investments, and then we can go from there, okay? Um, mm-hmm. Maybe maybe it's, maybe you're just in the wrong spots. You know, I, I don't know. I'd have to really take a good look because it doesn't make sense to me. You know, I, I, and then again, I don't know how much money you have in there. If you only, if you had ten dollars in there and you made fifteen, that's a great return, right? But if you've got a few thousand in there and you made fifteen bucks, that's not a good return, right? So, so I have a um, thousand and something in each one of them. Okay. Um, and I, you know, I'm not an investor. I've never done anything. I just saw the app on a. Um, it sounds like they just might be in a money market fund or a bond fund or something like that. It doesn't sound like you're getting too much growth on that. But, but here's what we can do. You know, I, I, in order for me to really answer that question, I need to take a look at what's inside of it, what where the investments are, and then I can sort of give you some guidance and direction. But at this point, you've done the right thing. We need to take a look at what's going on because you, you've spent a couple of years not earning an effective enough rate of return just to keep pace with inflation. So if you like, I'll put right. you on hold, and I'll have Bob get your contact information. We'll have one of our advisors give you a quick ring next week, and we'll take a look and break it down for you and give you some recommendations on it, okay? That would be awesome. I have another question, too. So I have um, I have a like a savings or a, I don't know what it is, from um, the government when I was subbing, and 
should I leave it in their savings thing or their retirement fund? I don't know. It's only a couple thousand dollars, or should I take it out and put it put it in? I've heard a lot about a Roth IRA. Yeah, so so right. you can leave it where it is. You can roll it to your own IRA. You can cash it out, pay taxes and maybe penalties. You can convert uh-huh. it to Roth. There's a lot of different options in there that you can do. Uh-huh. Um, you know, if okay. if you've got a ways to go, then then looking at at Converting it to a Roth is probably a good good solution, but again, I have to take a look at the, your whole situation before okay. I'd be able to tell you tell you all that. But um, uh, yeah, those are your choices on what you can do with money that's left at an old employer's plan. Let me put you on hold here real quick, and then I'll have Bob pick up and get your information, and we'll have someone reach out to you and do a deeper dive for you next week. Appreciate the phone call. If you're listening to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Give us a ring, 855-ROSE-123. Let's welcome Joe on the line from Maryland. Good morning, Joe. How are you? Hey, good morning, Larry. Uh, thanks for taking my call. My question is in reference to my mortgage. I'm mm-hmm. uh, retired. And I'm trying to refinance, and the lenders won't touch me because I'm not making enough money. <laughs> they say I can't, don't have enough money to get refinanced. So, Joe, there's there's um, uh, some new. I just saw it the other day, actually, a couple of weeks ago. Um, some of the some of the mortgage people that we work with have have a way to go about doing that. They take a look at your entire financial situation and present a package to the underwriter. So, I think. I think a lot of uh, lenders today are are in the position where what you're talking about, and there's some other lenders that are looking at the entire package and saying, okay, look, you've got enough assets here to sustain for quite a number of years. Uh, we'll consider that in the underwriting process. So really I would just say you need to shop that around a little bit. And if you want, I can refer you uh, to one of our mortgage people, and he can sort of pick up the ball and run with it for you there. I would greatly appreciate it. I'm not getting anywhere. Everybody's shutting me down. <laughs> yep. Let me put you on hold, and Bob will get your contact information, and we'll sh- we'll shoot you uh, uh, out and out some information to to someone that we refer mortgages to. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate yep. it. Larry. Have a good day. Absolutely. You too. Appreciate the phone call. You listen to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Give us a ring eight five five Rose one two three. It's open mic Saturday. Any questions at all, 855-767-3123. You know, so I was just just talking about one of the questions I got on our webinar this week, which was the Roth conversion scenario. And here's the deal. We have a lot of clients that convert to Roth. And one of the things that you want to do is, is you, you know, people say, oh, yeah, let's just convert it all to Roth, and that creates a big tax bill, right? Let's suppose you've got half a million dollars in your traditional IRA, pre-tax IRA, and you're going to go convert it all. Now you've got to pay taxes on half a million dollars. That's not a, lot of, that's not a good day, right? On the other hand, if you were to look to do series of little conversions each year, maybe you convert 25000 a year or 50000 a year, whatever it is, and you need to take a look at, at the system of doing it. In other words, if, if you want to try to convert enough that you stay in the same tax bracket you're already in and that you stay underneath the IRMA tax for Medicare at 170000 as well. So there's a couple of different things in there that you have to take a look at when you're doing these Roth conversions. Uh, but now is a fantastic time to really take a good, solid look at it because you're moving money over uh, to, the pre, to the tax-free side of the house when when prices are low. Yes, you're selling low, you're converting it low, right? But at the same time, you're going to get when the markets do come back, you'll get that snapback, but it's only on the tax-free side versus the taxable side. 
So it pays a lot. Uh, you know, it, 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 it could end up paying a lot for yourself down the road with it all. We also had some questions this week, too, on, on selection process, which was kind of interesting, um, the, the, the way they were, they were posed. And, and what I mean by that, yeah, and Chris is getting excited here because he's thinking March Madness selection process, right? You know, the big dance coming up. No, no, not basketball, right? Um, but but uh, uh, the selection process of, of ETFs or stocks or mutual funds, you know, and, and when you're looking at the most popular investment out there, mutual funds, one of the things you want to take a look at as far as a criteria goes, as far as a screening process goes, is what's the manager's tenure there? How long has that manager or that management team been working in that same fund, you know, doing its, doing its deal, doing its scenario there? What's the manager's tenure of that? And then you have to figure out, is this money going to go into an IRA or is this money going to go into uh, a non-IRA account, a traditional IRA account, account that's taxable? Because you have to ask the question then, what's the turnover ratio of a mutual fund? And what does that mean, the turnover ratio of a mutual fund? They all have it. So if you stop and think about this for a second, if you're in a, a, a mutual fund that's actively managed, has a management uh, a manager or a management team, what are they doing? They're all year long. They're buy, sell, buy, sell, buy, sell, buy, sell. They're constantly buying and selling everything, right? And at the end of the year, you know, if they flip over the fund, you know, 70% of the time or 30% of the time, all that can become a taxable event to you. So that's one of the screening criteria that you want to take a look at when you uh, look at, at uh, the purchasing of a mutual fund. Is it going into an IRA account or a non-IRA account as to the activity of that mutual fund can provide some taxes or some of them can be more tax efficient? Let's go ahead and welcome uh, Rachel on the line from Florida. Good morning, Rachel. How are you? I'm doing well. How can I help you? Good. Thank you for taking my call. Um, sure. So this question is for my mom. She's 54 years old. Um, she's no longer working at the company she's with um, to become a full-time caretaker for her dad. Um, she had a 401k with the company and has uh, quite a bit of money uh, with them. But I guess the question is now, what does she do with that money to make it work for her that she's not working full-time? Um, and that she is a caretaker. She does receive a supplement as a caretaker. It's not as much as she had made before while she was working, but um, it is a monthly supplement. So with her 401K, um, what are her best options to kind of help better um, make that money work for her over the years? Sure, Rachel. So so there's a handful of choices that she has. One, she can leave it where, where it is right now if the employer allows that to happen, okay? Um, but there's some pros and cons to that. One, it's easy because you don't have to do anything. But, you know, if she right. moves, the employer needs to keep track of her of where she is. Uh, she's not going to be able to contribute to it anymore because you can't put money into the plan anymore once you separate service. Uh, and then right. there's limited choices of investments. The second choice is if she's working somewhere else, but it doesn't sound like she is, she could roll that money over to the new employer's plan if they allow that to happen. Uh, the third choice is she can pull the money out and pay taxes and get on with the rest of her life, or she can also roll the money over to her own IRA. That's usually the most popular choice because there she has the ability to contribute more money to it. She also has the ability okay. to control the investments in a, in a wider 
choice of investments than what most 401k plans provide her to, to, to be able to do. And so that's kind of the, well, uh, the way that a lot of people go. You, it enables you to bring to the table um, professional management. It enables you to bring to the table your own control of things. And again, uh, uh, you know, it, it's portable from that standpoint. So depending on what her goals are, you know, if she has a desire for income now, you can jack it up with high dividend stocks to, to produce income if she wants to uh, get into different sectors and things like that. So the IRA offers a little bit more flexibility than most 401k plans do. But those are the four or five things. She can also convert it to Roth along the way as well. Um, but those are the, the handful of things that she can do. So really what we need to do is we need to take a look at what she's in inside her old employer's 401K plan and the cost for those and weigh that against the opportunities to a new IRA, a rollover uh, IRA. There's no taxes on that, Rachel. It goes completely tax-free. And, and look at the cost and, and opportunities there. That's what we really need to take a look at. If you want, I'll be happy to, to put you on hold. Oh, sorry, you had another question? No, no, that was it. No, that was perfect. Thank you. Yep. If you want, I'll put you on hold, and I'll have Bob get your contact information, and we'll have someone to give you a ring, and we can sort of drill down next week with you on taking a look at your mom's plan and what's in her best interest uh, to keep it there or to reposition it, okay? okay great. Yep, let me put you on hold. Appreciate the phone call. You're listening to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Dial us up, 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. We've got about 15 minutes left in the show. Give us some calls. We're going to keep the phone lines open. We're going to take a quick break here. You're listening to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal, and we'll be back in a moment. to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. And here's another Money Minute with Larry Rosenthal. Proper financial planning starts with a firm foundation. Don't jump up to the third rung of the ladder when you're trying to climb to the top of the roof. Make sure your insurance is aligned properly. Make sure you have the right types of homeowners, auto, umbrella, disability, long-term care, life insurance, just to name a few. Financial planning starts with a firm foundation, and that foundation is your insurance. Then take a look at your cash flow. Are you able to save money? Save it in the proper places. Retirement planning, traditional IRAs, traditional 401k plans, Roth IRAs. Make sure that the dollars are actually working for you towards your investment objectives. sound financial advice you can depend on you found the larry rosenthal show call now with your questions 855-767-3123 or stop by LarryRosenthal.com. this is the larry rosenthal show yeah we'd love to hear from you here in the remaining minutes of the program 855-767-3123 855-ROSE-123 talk to larry rosenthal larry Sure, Chris. Hey, I've got some some quotes here uh, this week. Pretty Uh-oh. funny, yeah. Pretty funny there. Uh, you know, some of the greatest investors: Benjamin Graham, Bernard Brach, uh, Warren Buffett, John Bogle, Peter Lynch. You know, a, a, lot, a lot of these guys. 
uh, a lot of these men and women, um, just some of their, you know, more uh, uh, interesting quotes over the years, you know, um, uh, you know, don't try to buy at the bottom or sell at the top. It can't be done except by liars, right? Um, you know, that's kind of an interesting uh, quote when, when, <laughs> when, when, when it comes to market timing, right? Uh, you know, Warren Buffett, if, if you're thinking about owning a stock for, for 10 years, don't even think about owning it for 10 minutes. You know, um, yeah, I mean, think about that. You know, he's, uh, you know, he's a former student of Benjamin Graham, who's one of the mm-hmm. greatest investors out there before Warren. Um, you know, he, he says, you know, a, a spectacular uh, uh, takes large risk in, in the hopes – I'm sorry, a, uh, a speculator takes large risk in hopes of making quick gains. An investor focuses on risk-appropriate strategies to pursue long-term goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, very interesting from, from the, the wisest people here on, on, on Wall Street over, over the time, you know. Um, you know, John Bogle, you know, investor, mutual fund uh, industry pioneer, a sound investment strategy should be designed to carry you through markets up and downs. Uh, pretty, pretty interesting. Peter Lynch, you know, um, uh, big fidelity uh, guy back in the 80s. Uh, you know, uh, your portfolio should be assembled with an eye towards meeting your long-term goals, not by rushing to own the flavor of the month. We see that happening right oh, yeah, now do. all over the place, the flavor of the month. Your buddy comes up to you, hey, I heard about a great stock. Let's get this. Yep, Let's or get this, that. that, or strategy, or whatever. Yeah. Do this for three weeks and then pull out. You know, yeah. it doesn't just doesn't work. Yeah. Let's welcome Victor on the line from Maryland. Good morning, Victor. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing fine. I got a question, I guess, who could say, is it too good to be true? I keep hearing about this insurance company on a station, uh, and they say, you give us a deposit, and we'll insure your house, and then when you don't need it anymore, we'll give you all of your money back. Uh, I'm just wondering if that's too good to be true, because I'm kind of getting sick and tired of one of the insurance companies I do have um, that uh, keeps going up every single year. Well, you're talking about homeowners insurance now, Victor? Yes. So I have not heard that ad, but I do know that um, – so I have no idea what you're talking about. But I do know this, that um, there have been insurance policies for, like, long-term care or disability insurance that if you don't use it, they'd give you all your money back. But you're paying substantially greater amount in premium uh, throughout the years. And doing the math, you're not going to come out ahead. So I don't know yeah, what I, you're talking about there, but I do know that, that uh, we have an outlet uh, that we can send you um, somebody who does property and casualty insurance, and they shop multiple, multiple companies, and they can do uh, uh, you know, an analysis on what you have and shop it all for you. If you'd like, I'd be happy to do that. Is that okay? Yeah, that would be fine. Yep. Well, let me put you on hold. Bob will get your contact information, and then we'll uh, uh, send you off. Uh, uh, we'll refer you over to somebody that does all this for you, okay, a professional. Appreciate the phone okay. call. You're listening to Making Money Sense. Give us a ring, 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-ROSE-123. Let's welcome Sophia on the line from New York. Good morning, Sophia. How are you? Oop, you there? Try it again. Sophia, you there? Ah, she must have uh, put her back on hold. I'll see if I can grab her. I'll put her on hold. Oh, there she is. Good morning, Sophia. How are you? I'm well. How are you, Larry? 
I'm doing well. How can I help you? I just had a question. Like, I hear people talking about, you know, the best, what is it that saving your money in the regular bank is not take, getting you anywhere. So if what's the best way or where's the best place to put um, $10,000, let's say? Well, here's what here's the way we have to look at it. You know, we need to have money in the bank for emergencies. We need to have, you know, money there in case you get two flat tires versus one, right? So there needs to be a certain right. amount of money in the bank to cover expenses, three to six months worth of living expenses. And then anything above that, then you need to start looking to put money into into the market to grow for whatever your goals are, whatever your time frame is, risk tolerance, things of that nature. So when you say what's the best place to put ten grand, my question is what do you need it for? You know, if this if you have ten grand in your savings account and now you want to take ten grand out and invest it, I would say, no, nah, maybe not so fast. Maybe a portion of it, or leave the ten grand in there, start investing monthly money each and every month into the marketplace. So that's that's the way that yeah. I would I would phrase that and and um okay. You know, the best thing that I can do right now is I can send you out our financial planning toolkit. I was talking about that earlier in the show, and that's really going to get you started on this process. So I'll put you on hold, Sophia, and we'll have uh, Bob get your information, and we'll send you out our toolkit, and then that will get you started to answer that question, and we'll have a follow-up call with you as well, okay? Thank you. Absolutely. Let me put you on hold here just a second. Appreciate the phone call. You're listening to Making Money Sense. Let's go ahead and welcome Joe on the line from Staten Island. Good morning, Joe. How are you? Good. Good morning. How can I help you? Um, I was just listening. Uh, oh, you were talking about the, the, the first caller about the insurance with the house, but I do have an insurance policy that's a life insurance policy. And they, okay. they return all the money back. Uh, at the end of the policy term, but you still have life insurance all the way up till the point. I mean, it's 400 and change a month to, to receive. At the end of everything, I would be receiving about 300000 with all the money that I put in over, I would say, I think up until I'm 71, which is 10 years from now. Yep, that's called a return of premium term policy, okay? Um, and And... You know that that that's exactly what it's going to do. If you if you you know basically screw up and live and don't die, right? Then you'll get your money right. refunded back to you. So the game there is simply that well, he was talking about a homeowner's policy, not a life insurance policy. So I've seen return of premium policies, and and sometimes people like to buy those for the purpose that you just stated. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it, and sometimes people say, right. well, wait a minute here, the, the the premium would only be 150 bucks a month versus 400. Why don't I take the rest of the money and invest it, and that way I'll still be able to keep the insurance, but I can grow the dollars maybe even larger. So just two schools of thought on that. Um, there's nothing wrong with going either way. It just depends on you know how you want to go about uh, uh, doing it. But I have seen many, many return of premium riders over the years for, for term insurance, definitely. Well, that's what I'm saying. It was 61, self-employed, no pension, no. So it's risk. It's risky to invest money that much a month. This is putting it like almost in the bank, and then you can, uh, you, you, well, you can get it all back. It it just depends. Um, I mean, you'll get some of it. You'll get it back, but with, without the growth of it all. You know, if you if you take right. a look at without doing the, the if you yeah if you take a look at doing the math on it, you'll see that the insurance company may come out a little bit ahead. But there's nothing wrong with that type of policy at all. Okay, I've, right. I've seen well, many I, of those over the years. Another, 
I have there's another policy that I can buy that will increase over the years, like you said. Now that you're putting more money, you're overfunding it, and you're not getting the return of premium. You're getting the increase plus what what you put in. Correct. So you're That's getting exactly like, at 71 correct. years old, I'll be getting money back. Like, uh, hey, Joe, listen, I've got music in my ears. I've got just a few seconds on the show. I'm going to put you on hold here, and then I'll pick you up in just a few seconds here. I'll be happy to continue the conversation. We also have some other callers on the line. I'll keep you all on hold here while I close out the show. We've got just about 20 seconds left in the show. Check out my website, LarryRosenthal.com. Sign up for our newsletters. Uh, our weekly market commentary will come out to you. Stay tuned. We'll be making an announcement again on our next uh, uh, webinar that will be coming up in a couple of weeks. So, for Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 